And at this time, we'll hear from one of our HOPE participants. Come on. Go ahead, Rich. Good morning, everybody. Wow, you know, when we do that at camp, everybody has to shout, but I won't make you do that because it's still too early. Um, I can't tell you what a wonderful week we had. It was really awe-inspiring. Um, what do you stand for? This was the first of six questions that guided our worship each day, starting with morning program after breakfast, devotions with our crews each day at lunch, evening program at dinner, followed by devotions with our St. Stephen's youth group. So that's two major, two major programs and two devotions. So that's, that's worshiping four times a day, just for those who are quantitative like I am. Here were the questions again. What do you stand for? What do you want me to do for you? Why are you afraid? Why do you doubt? Do you want to get well? And do you see anything? Pretty heady questions. I'm gonna focus on the last one and I'm gonna tell you what I saw. I saw folks from all sorts of denominations coming together to worship and to put their faith into action. I saw our kids laugh, dance, sing, and grapple with these questions and with their own faith, um, especially on laughing. I think I had about three or four times on this trip where I laughed so hard I thought maybe we were gonna to have to take me to the emergency room. <laughs> um, I saw our group bond with the fellow crew members that uh, they were with. Each, each kid goes with a group of six and sometimes the groups go together. Um, from nine different states, um, made up of, of folks from as far away as Iowa. I saw our sons and daughters be the hands and feet of Jesus as they painted, um, replaced drywall, built wheelchair ramps, built decks, built stairs, made all types of, all types of repairs for people in need. And lastly, I saw scripture in action. Not bad for one week, huh? Let me tell you about the faith in action part. In this morning's gospel lesson, we heard, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find from Luke. Well, I went to camp convinced completely because of the way I filled out my, my survey that I would be leading a painting crew only to find out Monday morning, um, Sunday evening that I was going to be taking out a deck and replacing one. I, I've never done that before. So right away, my comfort zone is like, I'm gone. I'm like way over here with anxiety. And I also, just, just to let you know, um, I found out that you, you, can't, you can't build a deck with, with a paintbrush. It just it, it doesn't work at all. So after asking around for, for the tools that I needed, which we had to do quite a bit, um, and, and searching for help from people like, gee, how do you do this? You get a, a manual about 16 pages long, and this is how you're supposed to build a deck, and I'm just freaking out because we're going to leave this woman without a deck. Um, after, after asking around on Thursday, we were still a, a long, long way from getting done. So now I really had to get out of my comfort zone and ask for a lot of help. And on Friday morning, we had an additional crew that had just built a deck, so these guys all knew what they were doing. Um, incidentally, this crew included Mr. Marshall, um, and Will, by the way, is an ace with a skill saw. Um, we had a local volunteer who was a, a, a really good carpenter. Um, and in one day, from Friday morning at 9 o'clock until we left just around 4.45, we had hung stairs that we had cut out. There were custom, custom, custom cutouts. We had put the treads on. We had put rails up on the stairs. Uh, we had put rails up on the deck. 
and we had the whole thing finished, and we even had a flower that we put on this a flower hanging plant that we put on the sign for the for the resident who was just moved beyond words that she she got a deck. She would walk out of this house every day, and and be scared that she was going to fall off the deck. And by the way, when we we pulled this thing up, it was just rotted to the core. We shouldn't have even been standing on it. It was so bad. So. Um, that's what I saw, and um, no one here is going to talk me out of the fact that that was a miracle because it was just so amazing to see that happen. And that was my week. Um, I'll say one more thing. Um, to you adults out there, this is a good thing to get in on because you'll, you'll never be able to feel like a teenager again uh, when, unless you're around kids like this. It's just a, a feeling you can't, you can't compare. Uh, anybody who wants to talk to me later about, about going on this trip, please do because uh, you will not regret it. You'll get way more out of it than you put in. Thank you. Good morning, St. Stephen's. My name is Brian Gill, and as you may tell from my chosen style, I just returned from the Hope Mission trip this year. What you may not know is that this has been my fifth consecutive trip with the youth group, and unfortunately, may have been my last, as I am 18 years old, which is disputably the cutting difference between participating as a youth and as an adult. I can tell you from experience that there's a major difference between how a 13-year-old and an 18-year-old perceive a summer camp full of teenagers. As a tiny 13-year-old, I was terrified by the prospect of having to make every single friend I'd have at camp, and that I would have nothing to relate to others. As a medium-sized 18-year-old, I was excited by the fact that I had 400 new people to meet and remember forever. While my perspective may have changed, the workings of the camp certainly haven't. Friendships are made within the first few hours, and by the end of the week, many kids are nearly brought to tears as they are forced apart from the people they have gotten to know so well in a mere six days. What I'm saying may seem overstated. Given the stereotypically shy attitude of a teenager, it may seem far-fetched for them to make even a single friend within a week, especially at something as odd as a Christian work camp. Yet there is undeniably something that brings every volunteer together. Over my five trips, I have shared and have been told things that are difficult to tell even one's own self. The fact that this happens between what used to be complete strangers is a miracle in itself. That being said, I must say that many of the volunteers that go on the trip are not, in fact, inherently religious in their everyday life. In fact, most of these kids don't even have a favorite Bible verse and don't listen to too many songs of worship. Yet the fact that they chose to go on trip creates a spark and something almost tangible as every smile is returned in kind and names are shouted across the green at camp. I believe that this is the social aspect of Christianity, the evidence that while a person can spend their lives attempting to connect to God, a simple gathering of people can allow for you to be aware of God's presence. This connection is the reason why I found myself going back to group work camps without a moment of regret as every year I'm reminded that there's more to being Christian than listening to sermons and repenting for your sins. Religion is something that will thrive so long as there are two people to talk about. A better Christian life can be earned in a way as simple as sharing small personal details with a stranger. This not only gives them a new perspective on how they communicate with God, but as was the case with many people this week, it allows for you to discover something new about yourself and what you need for a better relationship with Christ. To close, I regret that I can no longer participate in this wonderful experience as a youth, yet I know that I will carry these lessons with me for the rest of my life. From all of the youth group, thank you for the support and care that makes these trips possible.
Hope Trip has always been something I've loved doing, since my first one back when I was 14. And I have to say, it never fails to deliver. There was not a single person on this trip that I'd not see doubled over in laughter at least once. I can honestly say, this was the most fun I've had all summer. It's easy to see why I had so much fun going with such an awesome group. We all bonded so quickly. I'm getting used to having, not having a room full of friends to go back to every day when I come home, not trying to drown my breakfast in hot sauce every morning. But I have to say, the best thing about this trip was being able to have a week in which you could set aside the distractions and concerns of everyday life to put someone else's needs above your own. In my case, that meant fixing the skirting on the bottom of our residence mobile home, fixing a railing, replacing drywall, staining two porches, and constructing a porch. My work crew of six people, consisting of youth from, uh, where was I? <laughs> six, uh, six people, consisting of youth and two leaders from all different youth groups around the country, uh, were assigned to work with one, with one other crew at our site, and every day we'd eat lunch with the third team fixing the house next door that included our very own Michael Altop and John Diorio. By the last day, our three separate crews had essentially become one huge group of about 18 people, all joking, talking, and always ready to help. Every day, my crew came to our work site. We noticed little things, like the residents were cleaning up their property, and as the week went on, there was just a happier atmosphere surrounding their family. It's a powerful feeling when you realize you're not just fixing a porch or painting a house, but fixing a person, and that even something as seemingly insignificant as restaining a porch can help to give a person hope not to give up and just a little nudge can begin to turn things around. Small things can add up to make a big difference, so always be quick to smile, ready to laugh, and always willing to help someone in need. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, Jesus says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives its light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good, good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay, hello everybody. Uh, I just decided to speak at the service today because the Hope Trip is really just an awesome experience and one that has moved me and shaped my character. Really, I think it's pretty hard to find where to start talking about it. Um, the laughs and the good times shared, the friends made, they're all great parts of the trip. The people you get to meet from across the country, um, that's really wonderful. But I think more importantly, Hope has given me the opportunity to serve those in need and connect with my faith. At the camp, you often hear the workers described as the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, and I think it's an apt phrase. Through the united efforts of individuals from as near as Millersville itself and as far as Iowa and Michigan, God was able to work through us and answer the needs and prayers of those in that community requiring assistance, showing his power and that of individuals to impact a region and change lives. But I think it's also um, important not to overlook just how significant the Hope Trip is for the work campers themselves, work campers like myself. You see, that's the funny thing about opening yourself to do God's work. It doesn't just change those receiving assistance. The act of helping others, the close bonds I forge with my fellow crew members, and the personal spiritual reflections I have experienced throughout daily programs have all strengthened my faith and given me a new outlook on life and my relationship with God. Um, seeing my resident, who I didn't even meet until the last day, in tears at how we helped her, and um, really just so grateful that we came out of our day, we took time out of our busy schedules to go 
and help her uh, reminded me just how amazing it is that we can all come together and do his work. And I think, um, I think it's just affirming to your faith to see how such different people can come together and achieve such great things. Um, and grappling, also grappling in program throughout the week with deep fundamental issues like doubt, fear, and spiritual healing through prayer and discussion with my crew and youth group allowed me to put my life and my faith in perspective and perhaps to follow a new path. Um, we talked a lot about leaving our pains at the cross and being willing to uh, trust in God, and I think that that's something that uh, it, this trip has really taught me, that there's somewhere for me to go and um, that God will be looking out for me as uh, he looks out for our residents that we've helped. And in my opinion, that's what makes this trip so special. Every person it's touched, or every person it touches, is changed for the better. Thank you.